Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Bezat Hashem, today we are going to learn Hayamud Bet, 5B in Mesechet Shabbat. And we're going to start from Hayamud Aleph at Amr Rabbi Avin, Amr Rabbi Yochanan which is six lines from the bottom of the page of Hey Amud Aleph. We're going to have two sections in today's learning. The first section we'll deal with is, we'll get to a very specific case about Akira and Anacha regarding rainwater. It's a very interesting, particular story. And, and really, like we said yesterday, to know the basic principles, the, the rules, and then we apply them in each case. And very interesting, as you go through, we'll learn more of these I'm enjoying this limud very much because I never learned Masechet Shabbat full, through and through. So that's one. And then the second section we'll deal with is um, the idea of Melechet Machshevet, needing a calculated Melacha when it comes to Hotza'ah. So Bezat Hashem, let's get started. Now, before we see this inside, let's just remember a very important point. To be Chayav in Shab- on Shabbat, one has to do an Akira and a Hanacha. Akira in one Rishut and a Hanacha in a different Rishut. Or, by the way, we, we mentioned this yesterday, in Rashut Tarabim, if you carry from one end of Foramot to the other end and put it down there, Akira in the beginning of Foramot, Anacha in the end of Foramot, you'll also be Chayav in Hotza'ah or carrying in Hot Shabbat there. That's either way. But you need an Akira, you need an Anacha. Now, how do you have an Akira? What's an Akira by definition? Carrying, lifting. So in order to be an Akira, you have to pick up an item that was previously in a, place, in a status of Nach, a, a thing that was in a, in, a, in a status of Hanacha. You're only Chayav for an Akira, that it's only considered an Akira if something is currently resting. But if something's moving, that's not an Akira. Akira has to be a removal or lifting from a position that something's resting. But if something is moving already, that's not an akira from a reshut that something's resting on, and that's not considered an akira to be chayv in Elchot Shabbat. Okay, so we're going to illustrate now. Because Rabbi Yochanan is going to come and tell us that if a person does an akira on rainwater, rainwater, that he could be chayav in Elchot Shabbat. Akira and hanacha outside. The problem is that rainwater is not resting. Right. What's rainwater? It's, it's, it's not something that's flowing, it's moving. So it wouldn't be then an akira from a place of rest, and it shouldn't be an akira in Dalacha. so we're going to have to figure out exactly what is this case that it's an akira from a place of rest if rainwater is constantly flowing, it's constantly moving, it's not actually settled in a place that's 4 by 4 tvachim. This is going to be what we're going to discuss first. Let's see. Everybody looks inside. Am Rabbi Avin, Am Rabbi Yochanan. A person is standing outside in Rishut Tarabim. He stretches his hand into his friend's courtyard, which is Rishut Tayachid. Now let's read the simple case and we'll go through a few questions. He catches rainwater that's flowing. I guess the guy has a hole in his roof. Or I guess not even. It's just the Rishut Tayachid. You know, it's four by four Tvachim at least and ten Tvachim walls. He stretches his hand in. It's raining. He catches rainwater in his hand. He brings that rainwater outside to the Rishut Tarabim and he puts it down in Rishut Tarabim. Who can hold water? You can hold water. Like this. No. Okay. 
He took it outside and he put it down in Rishut HaRabim. Says Rabbi Yochanan, Chayav. He's Chayav. Now Chayav means Midoraita. That's considered an Akira from Rishut HaYachid. Hanacha and Rishut HaRabim and you're Chayav. Okay? Now the problem right away, the Gemara says, is it's not true. What did we learn in our Mishnah? Where the Ani stretches his hand into the Rishut HaYachid and the Balabayit puts it in his hand and he puts it outside and puts it down. He's not Chayav. Why? Because 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 the Balabayit did the Akira and the Ani did the Anacha. So the Gemara is going to say, what's the difference if the Balabayit puts in his hand or Minashamayim it's put in his hand? Means the rain went into his hand. If he only accepted it, he only did half of the action. So why is he Chayav? That's the question, the Gemara. So let's see. Mat Gifla Rabbi challenges Malit Ino Chavero. What's the difference if his friend loaded him up, put it in his hand? Malit Ino Shamayim. And what's the difference if Mina Shamayim, the rainwater, went into his hand? If he didn't pick it up, rather it was put in his hand, you shouldn't be Chayav. He didn't do an Akira in the first place. Oh, Iulo Avid Akira, he didn't do an Akira. Lo. So Gemara says, Lo Tema Kibel. Okay. Let's, let's fix up what Rabbi Yochanan was saying. Rabbi Yochanan did not mean to say Kibel that he caught the rainwater, Ela Kalat, he gathered the rainwater. So Rashi explains something very interesting here. Rashi explains very interesting. The rainwater is coming down. He used one hand to hit the rainwater into his other hand and he caught it. That's considered Akira because he did the action of gathering it. Then he brought it outside and put it down. So that's an Akira. So he hit the water in his other hand, caught it, took it outside, put it down. But the problem the Gemara is about to say is it still doesn't help you. Because again, like I told you when we started off, to be Chayaf Rakira, the item you're picking up has to be in a state of rest. But where's the water resting? In the air. Is the air a reshut that's four by four tvachim? It's not a reshut. So you should not be chayab because that water is moving through the air. It's not resting on something. So you're not doing an akira from a situation that's in a state of nach, a resting situation. So how are you chayab for akira if, you, if it's not resting currently? It's the kash. Anyways, you shouldn't be chayab. Even if you call that an akira, that's only if it's on something. This isn't on anything. Says the Gemara. But you need an akira that's something resting on a on a place that's four by four tfachim. And this is not the air is not four by four tfachim. Air is nothing. So you can't tell me that's an akira from a state of nach and you shouldn't be chayav. Why are you chayav here? Amr Huna says a chidush. He says, Kegon shekalat me'al gabea kotel. What happened was, rainwater was coming down in Hashemayim. It was rolling down the side of a wall that's in the Rashut Tayachid. Now, on the wall is considered... It's from the wall. It's considered Nach. The water is coming down. He takes the water off the wall, does an Akira off the wall, but the wall is vertical wall. It means we're talking about a standing wall. That's considered a place of Nach. That's what he's trying to say. That would be chayav for the akira that comes from it. But says the Gemara, agabe kotel nami. Even if he takes it off of a wall, v'halo nach. It's not resting. You ever seen water go down a wall? Is that resting? No, it's moving. So that can't be considered an akira. So what happens if there is another wall? What does that have to do? It, so a flat, a floor. It's like no, I don't know. I wouldn't say pool, but 
like a kind of like a. So hold on, that's a very good point. There, it sounds like you should be chayav because that's resting. But here we're trying to it's say a, we're trying to say a chidush. So the chidush we're saying now is, even though you did an akirav water off of a wall which is vertical, that's considered resting. But the gemara says it's not true. It's not resting. What do you mean? So the Gemara answers with a chidush, which is, like Rava says, we'll see in a minute where Rava actually, they changed the girsa. Rava says, mm-hmm. We're talking about a slanted wall, a sloped wall. So it's not a vertical wall straight up, it's a sloped wall. Achanami, one second. This is also talking about a sloped wall. Now we'll see in a minute what Rabba's talking about. But what's the Gemara trying to say is that it's not a vertical wall. If it's a vertical wall, that's not Nach for sure. There's no question. It must be we're talking about a sloped wall, meaning it's at an angle. At an angle is already considered Nach enough that when you take from it and you pick it up, that's considered an Akira. Yocha is not excited about this because practically it's still moving. Again, if, if, it's in a, if it's sitting on the floor, that would for sure be considered nach. We'll get to that actually in the maskana. We're trying to say a chidush. So the chidush we're saying now is, is that where it's sloped, that's enough of nach to be considered an akira. That's, that's what Yocha is saying and I hear. But also... But Rabbah says, we'll see, Rabbah says this chidush, that where it's resting on a slanted wall in a different context, we'll see, somewhere else, it's considered nach. That's what we're going to see from Rabbah. So we're going to try to say the same thing here with water. But nach, if you say nach, it doesn't mean zero mile. Mm -hmm. When it's slow down enough, it's considered nach maybe. That's what we're trying to say now. But water have, you know, by by the way, water, it's a little bit different. No. Because, for example... If you make a bracha on the apple, and the middle of bracha, the apple fell, mm-hmm. and go, you have to make a new bracha on your apple. Okay. But if you make bracha on the water that's running, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you know the water, it does the nature it's of the water, okay, the running. But then for sure so, it should be... No, so I'm saying by the rain, maybe because the hand is say it's reshut, because the Adam should have... No, that doesn't help you here. Because we say it's a reshut when it's in the same reshut as you. Remember we mentioned that clearly yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Here you stretch your hand into the reshut ta'yachid, you're standing reshut tarabim. doesn't help you here. So you still You need an akira from a place that it's sitting that's considered nach. So we're saying a chidush now, if it's flowing down a sloped wall, meshupah, it's considered nach. That's the excuse of Rabbah. Rabbi Yochanan didn't speak about the wall. That's how the Gemara is trying to explain Rabbi Yochanan using Rabbah. So the Gemara now says, where did Rabbah say such a thing? Let's look at that, the Mikor that, for this, because this is a big chidush. No, there's a give out a, yeah. a different look. Let's nach, see. it's really not nach, nach, nach. It's like a... Nach, 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 man. The Heicha Itmar, the Rava, asks the Gemara, but where did Rava say this? Where did we get this chidush from? So it's a different case. Listen to this case. Ahad Itznan, it's a Mishnan Mesechet Eruvin. Turning to Hayamud Bet. The Mishnan Eruvin says as follows. Now let me just speak this out, and then we'll see it inside. We're going to learn today a little bit more about the idea of a Carmelit. Okay. We know what is a Rashut Tarabim, we know what is a Rashut Tayachid. We've spoken about that already. Rashut Tayachid is 4 by 4 Tfachim in area and 10 Tefach walls surrounding it. Rashut Tarabim is a much larger area. Not going to get into that too much right now. But you have a place that's called a Carmelit. Carmelit is something, it doesn't have the space of Rashut Hayachid. It's 4 by 4 Tfachim, but. What's that? No walls. But it doesn't have, right, exactly. It doesn't have, one second. Yeah, exactly. 
it's three tvachim tall. I mean, three tvachim or more, let's say, but it's not ten tvachim tall, and it has the area of four by four tvachim. So the hand is not karmelit? So forget so it. Let's not. Hold on, hold on. Don't get me confused. No. Don't go off topic. Let's focus here. So, like this. Listen to this this situation. You have here a person's house, Shutayachit. Next to his house, you have a, what's called iskupa. I wonder if that's modern Hebrew also, which is a threshold. It's a doorstep. A doorstep. Askupa, it's called yeah, today also. Yeah, yeah. Askupa, yeah. you call it? It's a doorstep. And then outside, you have the Rashut Arabim. Okay? Now the askupa. Because people, everyone, everyone. Dashim alem. Okay. The askupa. Uh, exactly. Askupa. It's like midbar. We said yesterday. Askupa is Carmelite in halacha. Okay. Why? Because it's not the size to be meshut tayachit. So it's Carmelite. The doorstep. Doorstep. Let's say doorstep. Now to remember, to carry from meshut arabim to meshut tayachit is a sardoraita, but. Carmelit, Tirshut Tarabim, or Tirshut Tayachit is only a Surd Rabbanan. Okay. okay. So you a person. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. A guy's sitting on this askupa and he's reading his uh, Sefer Torah. Now it's rolled, okay? It's rolled, like like we have a Sefer Torah, but with one, one stick, let's say, and okay. it's rolled around it. He's reading it, and it rolls, part of it rolls outside to the Rashut Tarabim. So now he has a little bit of an issue because it's Shabbat. He's sitting on a Carmelite. Part of the scroll rolled out to the Rashut Tarabim. Is he allowed to pull that back and re-roll it, or is there an issue? It's connected. Now, right away you'll say, exactly, since it's connected, it didn't really go into the Rashut Tarabim, so there shouldn't really be an issue. At most, the Rabbanan, there shouldn't be an issue because you're still holding on to it. It didn't really travel there. At most, what would be an issue, by the way? If the whole thing fell into Rishut Tarabim, you reached in, picked it up, and put it back, that might be an Isur Rabbanan. But you're holding on to it. Since you're holding on to it, in such a case, the rabbi said, since the greatest level of Isur here is at most the Rabbanan, because again, to carry from Rabim to, to Carmelit is only a sur, you could roll it back as long as you're still holding on to it. But listen to the same case, but now more of an issue. You're sitting on your roof, which is Rishut Hayachid, which is right next to the Rashut Tarabim, and the same thing happens. The scroll becomes undone, falls into the Rashut Tarabim. To carry from Rashut Tarabim or to do an Akira and bring it back would be actually an Isur de Oraita. To do the Akira, if it, if it actually entirely fell into Rashut Tarabim, you reach in and pick it up and put it back into Rashut Tarabim would be an Isur de Oraita. So we're going to see the Chachamim were more Machmir in that second case because we're worried that you might end up doing an Isur Doraita versus the first case, which is at most an Isur Doraita. Oh, so let's see, exactly. So the Mishnah Eruvin says like this, Hayakore besefer, al askupa. A person was reading a sefer sitting on the Carmelite, on the doorstep. Vinit galgela sefer miado, and the sefer unrolled from his hands, but it's, he's still holding on to the end. It just unrolled into the Rishut Tarabim. Golalo etzlo, he can roll it back to him. Now, the reason you're allowed to is, again, it didn't entirely fall there, so you're not doing an Isur Durabanan even, and since you're holding on to it still, it's, it's two steps removed, you're allowed to roll it back. However, if he was sitting on the roof, now it unrolled from his hand, and now part of it's hanging in the Rishut Tarabim area. Okay, it's not on the ground of the Rishut Tarabim, but in the area. 
He's sitting on his roof, which is Rashut Tayachid. He's reading his sefer, and it unrolls, and part of it is hanging in the Rashut Tarabim airspace. Same thing, give an example. Sefer. 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 Megillat Esther. Let's say Megillat Esther. No, it doesn't have to be Megillat Esther. Meaning, Megillat just means a rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it was. Fine. So now, if the scroll had not reached within ten tfachim of the ground, you can re-roll it. You can re-roll it back. Now, why is this? Again, because really, this is not an Yisur. Right. It's a different story. The, 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 above 10 Tvachim is like Makom Petur. So really there's no issue here. You're holding on to it still, so you could still roll it back. Okay? It didn't fall out of your hands. To, to, it fell out, you picked it up, that would be a problem. It didn't fall. You're still holding on to it. It's above 10 Tvachim, not a problem. Roll it back. But if it did reach within 10 Tvachim of the ground, so now you're already getting it to Rishut Tarabim territory. So now, you're not allowed to re-roll it back. But you can't leave it like that because it's a bizayon for the sefer. So you turn it around so that the ketav is facing the wall, the writing of the scroll is facing the wall and not facing the people, and you leave it like that for Shabbat. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, this is really the point that we're going to get to. Comes the Gemara, and the Gemara says, I don't understand, what's the problem? It's not resting on anything. What's your issue? Your issue is, it's a gzeira. Really, you're holding on to it, and it's not considered an akira and anacha, because to reach over and pull it back, you're not doing an akira from the ground and bringing it back to the roof, but you're worried that the whole thing might fall to the ground, and then you'll do an akira and bring it back to the roof. So leave it as it is. Asks the Gemara on that Mishnah, but it's not resting on anything. It's hanging in the air. So it's not nach. So this is totally removed from the concept of an akira because the scroll's flo floating in midair. So why is there such a gzeira in the first place? If it's floating in midair, it's not nach, and there's no issue of doing an akira in the first place. What's the problem? So let's see that inside. Halo nach, but the Gemara, Bavinan ba, excuse me. One second, one second. Bavinan ba, but the Gemara asked there in Eruvin, why do you have to turn it on its face and leave it there? Vahalo nach, it's not resting. It's not resting in the Rishu Tarabim, and if it's not resting on anything, this is so far removed from any Akira, you should be allowed to roll it back, no problem. It's not resting on anything. So maybe the Reni also catch it before you get to Ten Tfachim. So the Gemara says, V'amar Rabbah, Rabbah said to answer that there, Bekotel Meshupa. What we're talking about there in the context of that Mishnah, why can't you roll it back? Because you have a slanted wall, which is Rashut Harabim, and it's resting on the slanted wall. So what you see from this, Rabbah holds, where it's resting on the slanted wall, it's already considered nach, that the Chachamim will say, Gzeira, don't pull it back, because you might end up, if it falls entirely, pulling it back, which would be in his Surda Oraita. So what do you want to say, Chilu? Because, because really, if you take a Megil and put it on a slanting wall, it's sitting like that, it doesn't move. But Renis keep calling and running. I'm with Yochai this. The Gemara is about to ask this pure chai exactly. Gemara is going to ask this question. What we're trying to say is the same way Rabbah says there, the Megillah, that scroll resting on a slanted wall is considered nach, here too the rainwater is nach that you're chayaf rakira. Say it's not the same thing. How come on the roof and the wall is slanted? He's a tower. 
No, it's slanted wall. Isn't it? No. Use your imagination. My use my imagination. It's okay, but sad though. Use your imagination. The slanted wall. But no. it's an excuse. Okay, it's, it's, so. it's not. No, but uh, you're trying to connect two dots together for something that doesn't even make a sense. Now I want to just point something out before we continue. There's something very chapt over here. Tosafot points out. This is talking about where the rabim unload their packages onto this slanted wall. That's what it's talking about. The, the rabim means the people in the Rashut Tarabim used to, it was a place to store things. They would put their things down on it. The reason Tosafot says this, because otherwise it would be considered a Carmelite. means really, at most, if it's above, this wall is above ten Tfachim, meaning this wall is above three Tfachim, excuse me. If it's within three Tfachim of the ground, it's like the Rashut Tarabim because there's Lavud, it's considered on the ground. But if it's above three Tfachim, really it should be considered Carmelite. But that's only, Tosafot says, in a situation where... Lama? Above ten tfachim? Above three tfachim. You know what? I don't want to get confused. I'm going to confuse everybody here. Let's just stick with the Gemara. The bottom line, Tosafot does say that we're talking about a scenario where people unload their things on it. Because otherwise, if it wasn't like that, it would actually be a Carmelite if it's above three tfachim off the ground. That's Tosafot adds in. I don't want to get off topic. But the bottom line is, what you see from here is, Nach, that... Nach is sufficient where it's resting on a sloped wall. But Yochai is asking the obvious question. Let's see the, the Gemara now. Rabba, when did Rabba say Nach is considered significant and it's considered an Akira b'sefer de'avid That's by a sefer, by a scroll, which is made to rest. It rests on the wall. It actually stops there. That's considered Nach. Mayim mi'avidi de'nayich? Does the water actually rest on the wall? Water's flowing down the wall. You can't tell me it's the same thing. So back to the question. You can't tell me that the Chidush of Rabbi Yochanan is where he scoops it off of a sloped wall and that's considered an Akira from a place of Nach because it's flowing down the wall. So you can't tell me you're Chayaf for an Akira and Anach afterwards. So rather, Ella Amar Rav, Rav says a different answer. And this is Matan was actually mentioning this before. Kegon shekalat me'al gabe guma. What happened? Water rained down into the Rashut Te'achid and there was a hole in the ground. It filled up with water. Like a pit? Like a whole little hole in the ground. It filled up with water. He scooped off some of the water on top. That's an Akira from a place of Nach. But that's obvious. That's, oh, that's the next question. But that's considered, everybody can understand, it's Nach. The water settled in that hole. You do an Akira and Anacha outside, you're Chayav. But, but ask the Gemara. Why? No, it stayed. No, it's sitting. Because if they, they want to keep going to No, no, no. Room. It's sitting in a hole. No, but I should already say that, you know what I'm thinking? The Mikveh Ari. A Mikveh Ari no, no, no. constantly the water. No, no, no. A little so hole. A little this hole. Is this is Nach. But, but Matan's asking the question now is of course that's Nach. You don't need a chidush for that. What's the chidush in that? You're We're taking from a resting... We're not talking about the, the... Hold on, now we just changed it. Uh, we just said the wall can't wall, be. It doesn't uh, make sense. So no, it's talking about where the water went into a hole. But the question then is, of course that's nach. That's not a chidush. So asks the Gemara, guma pshita, where it goes into a hole, of course that's considered nach, and that's an akira that follows. So what's the chidush Rabbi Yochanan then? What's your chidush? So the Gemara says very interesting. Let me speak it out and we'll see it inside. The chidush, he says, is like this. We're going to see that if you have two objects, one floating on top of the other, the one that's on top, if they're different items, the one on top is not considered nach. If you have, well, I'll give you the example Gemara is going to give. If you have egoz, a nut, floating on top of water, 
and you take it and you pick it up, that's not considered an akira from a place of nach because yeah, the nut nach. is on top of water and the water is, and the nut's not on the ground. Lord. So you, floating, tzaf, tzaf So what you might have thought, oh. says the Gemara, is if you take the top water, it's like the top water's floating on the bottom water and that's not considered an akira from a place of nach. So where is the limit? So kamash malan, that, what's the kamash malan? That's Rabbi Yochanan's teaching us, is that if it's the same mixture, in English it's called homogeneous or homogeneous, depending on how you pronounce it, it's the same thing, that's all considered nach. What's the same thing, I'm sorry. The water, the water on top, water on bottom, it's the same item. It's both water, that's considered nach. But as opposed to, if it's an egos, it's going to be the example, floating on water. If you take that egos, you do akira and anachat, you're not chayav. Because the egos is floating on water. But if water is floating on water, I'm just saying it, but it means if it's all water, the akira from the water on top, you will be chayav for. That's considered nach. That's the chidush. Let me read it inside and I'll explain it again. Let's read it and you'll understand. Let's see. No, asur. Right, let's see, let's see, let's see. Says the Gemara, guma pshita, if it's a guma, of course it's nach, it's settled. Of course that's considered an akira. So the Gemara says, ma'odetema, you may have said, mayim al gabe mayim lav anachahu. Maybe water on top of water, means you have water on the bottom, water on top. Maybe that's not considered anachah. If you take the water from top, you're not considered taking it from a place of nach. Kamash malan, the chidush is, since it's the same thing, it's water below, it's water above, it's all one mixture of the same item. Mm-hmm. That's considered nach. Even if it's on top or bottom, it doesn't make a difference. So if you take from that, that's the chidush of Rabbi Yochanan. It's considered an akira from a place of nach and your chayav in Elchot Shabbat. Now to understand it, let's do the next step. Va'azda rava letame. Rava follows his own shita. Rava, like rava says, mayim al gabi mayim hainu anachatan. When it's water on top of water, that's considered nach. Egos al gabe mayim, but if you have a nut that's floating on top of water, lav hainu anachato. That's not considered resting. And therefore, exactly like you said, Matan, if he takes the nut that's floating on water and then puts it down in Rashut Tarabim, he's not chayav. It's asur, because you're not allowed to do that anyways. But you're not chayav. Why are you not chayav? Because the nut is considered resting on water. It's not resting on the ground. That's not considered nach, so you wouldn't be chayav. The chidush of Rabbi Yochanan is where it's the same mixture of items here, water on top of water. It is considered one mixture, and the water on top is considered nach as well. Vanta? No. Exactly. Exactly. It's something that's not the same thing. Exactly. And so if you pick it up, you put it outside, you're not chayav. Because that's not considered nach. Exactly. Exactly. That's the chidush of Yochanan. Water on top of water, the same item, you but, will be chayav but, for that. But the idea of Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan is saying, when you put your hand like this, no, 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 not catch it. Mime, it has to be where you, where you exactly, you did an Akira. There exactly. is a wall. Okay. We're not saying that Chidush anymore. We threw that Chidush out the window. We said it can't be. Because that's not considered Nach. That's flowing. But so when it's on its way to the Guma. No, no, it's in the Guma. That's the case. Exactly. That's the, that's the case. Exactly. What's the difference between up and down? If, as long as it's, it's on the Guma. sitting, because it's sitting, it's not moving. It's sitting on the Guma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened in the, when it's in the air? It's not, it's not, it wouldn't be considered akira, because it's not nach, exactly. It's not, it's not nach, so it's not akira. Exactly. Clear? Anta? So we're coming out of here, the chidush of Rabbi Yochanan is that even though the water is on other water, it's still considered nach bim komo. 
So if you take the tap water, you'll be chayav for the akira yeah, the and the, the following hanacha. Oh, the difference is, is that if it's two different types of things, it's not considered nach. The chidush here is where it's the same item, even though the water is moving, it's moving around in that hole. But since it's one item, it's considered nach. In our, in our, that's area. how we look at it, exactly. That's how we look at it. That's nach, you take it outside, put it down, you're chayav for akira and hanacha. Somebody take rainwater, put his hand. Not chayav. No. Not chayav, because it no, wasn't, he didn't do an akira. First of all, in that case, he caught it. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. That's the chidush. In the hole. In the hole. You're talking about when rain's... Rain's coming down. We say guma pshita, no? So we answered, it's not pshita. Because you may have thought, a little hole in the ground. Water goes inside of that little hole. Here. Let's say this is the ground, ground level. Water goes inside. You take some water from the top and you put it outside. So you did akira and hanacha. What's the chidush? What's the chidush? Because the water at the bottom, on top, considers the nach water. As you would say the, the chidush. Oh, you may have said, right you might have said, the water that's on top is not resting on the ground and it's constantly moving. Yeah. So maybe taking the water on top is not considered akira from a place of nach. So kamash mala, and that's the chidush, if it's the same thing, it's all water inside, that is considered an akira from a place of so nach. So it have to be that your hand taken really on top of the, 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 the hole, not on the side, because otherwise... In, inside of the hole, inside of the hole. So you take Me'abo. it... Exactly, Me'abo. exactly. And, and the chidush is... It doesn't consider like you chayab because... No, you are chayat. That's chaya, the point. Because it's called nach. As opposed the, to the rain still, still uh, coming down. Doesn't make a difference. The rain coming down. It could be sitting there. That's the point. Nothing to do with coming down at so this point. So forget about the, the water sitting in a pit, in a hole. You taking from the. You put your hand like that. Doesn't consider. A, that is akira. That is akira. The water's in the pit. Why do you think so? The water is sitting there. That's the problem. Exactly. Okay, again, so what's the chidush? If there's an ego is floating on top of the water and you take it and put it outside, what's the halacha? You're not chayav. Why are you not chayav? Oh, so the chidush is that where it's just water and you take from the water on top, that's considered all nach, that's considered all resting. Because the nut that's floating on the water, you're not chayav for. When there's two different items, you're actually not chayab because the thing floating on top is considered not resting on the ground. But that's the point. So since that's not considered nach, you might have thought if there's water on top of water, meaning it's all one bowl of water, a cup of water, hole of water, you might have said that's not considered nach also. So kamash malan, that if it's the same item, it's considered nach. Well, not necessarily. So let's see. We're going to bring more examples now. That's the Chidush of Yochanan saying. Let's continue. So based on this, Rav asked the following Sheila. Egos Bikli. Now you have a case like this. Bear with me, Chavar. Get this good. An Egos is a nut. It's inside of a Kli. It's inside of a vessel. Okay? Here. Egos bikli, so you have a nut inside of the cup, inside of the kli. Vikli tsaf al gabe mayim, and the vessel is floating on water. Okay, 
There is a separation. Right? <clears throat> so you have a vessel with a, a nut inside, and the vessel is floating on top of water. Okay. So do we say, Batar egos azlinan v'hanayich? Do we say, we follow the nut, and the nut is resting on the water, on the, on the vessel, excuse me. Meaning, do we say like this, the nut itself is resting on a kli. So that's a resting place. So if you would take that egos and carry it outside, take the egos and carry, that should be carrying, because it's coming from a place of nach. O Dilma, or do we say, Batar Kli Azlinan, we follow the Kli, because what's the Egos resting on? On the Kli. What's the Kli resting on? On the water, and that's not considered Nach. Fahalo Naich, and that's not resting. Deny it because it's moving. Very interesting, Shaila. He takes the Egos outside. Now, the Egos was resting on something solid, something you could call resting. But the Kli is resting on water, which is not considered resting because it's moving. The water is. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a third party in this case. Okay, so that's the question, right? Very interesting question. You can you can put it you can look at this in, in two uh, points mm -hmm. of views. Mm -hmm. Just one second. So the Gemara says Teku Tachlis. One second. I want to just see something. I'm not sure I said that right. Give me one second. Sorry. That's the case, right? So do we say that since the nut is resting on the kli, you're chayef for taking the nut outside, or do we say the kli is resting on water, so it's not nach, and therefore you're not chayef for the akira of the nut? No, because the, the ghost can be floating without the kli. Understand? It shouldn't be considered nach, you're saying. Even if you take the kli, the... No, we're not talking about taking the kli, we're talking about taking the nut, the egos itself. I'm saying if you're taking the nuts out of the kli, yeah. it's still going to be going to be tough. So it's not like it's tough, it's tough because of the kli. Understand? It's a lot of clear and it just hold it. It just put So it you're in saying place. that it is nach or it's not nach? What are yeah. you saying? Is the is the egos considered nach or is it not considered nach? No. It's not considered nach because no. it's on water. The same case Shomea. that you mentioned before. Shomea. Take because the, the egos was floating anyway without the clean. Okay, we have to move a little bit, Hever, because we're running out of time here and people have to go to work. Teku. So Gemara says teku. Teku means tishbi etaretz kushot v'ibaot. We resolve unresolved. So Gemara is a similar Sheila now. Shemen Shetzaf al Gabi Mayim. Yayim. So you have over here, oil is floating on top of wine. Now oil doesn't mix with wine. Rashi says this could be the same thing with water. We're just taking the case of Yayin because we're going to discuss a proof from Trumot which Shemen and Yayin are applicable to. Mayim can't be Truma. So it's not the same thing. So Shemen, oil is floating on wine. Exactly. It's not the it's same not thing. Mine mine. So the question here is going to be if it's oil on wine, they're both liquids, but they're not the same thing. So if you take some of that oil, you carry it outside, is that considered nach? Or do we say, since it's on top of something else that's not the same thing, it's not an akira from a no, place of nach. nach. because the nature of the oil is to be floated. But is that nach or not? The nach. No, but that's exactly the point. If it's floating and it's separated, it's a different thing, it's not nach. Yeah. yeah it's it's not nach, it's exactly. Not okay, so, machloket, Rabbi Yochanan, This is actually a machloket. the nature of the oil to be on top, to be floating. So, you're saying it's disconnected. It's disconnected. And since it's disconnected, it's not nach on the ground. Okay, I hear. So, this is a machloket, Rabbi Yochanan, Benuri, and the Rabbanan. The Tanaan, the Mishnah tells us, Shemen Shetzaf al Gabeyayin, if oil is floating on wine. Now, what happened is like this. You have somebody who's called a Tevul Yom. Tevul Yom is somebody went to the mikveh. 
mikveh, but he has to wait till sunset to be considered tahor. If he touches truma while he's still tful yom, it makes the truma tameh. Now what he did was, he touched the oil in the mixture that was floating on top of wine, and he did not touch the wine. So the oil is tameh. Do we look at this as one mixture, and the wine is part of it and it also becomes tameh? Or do we say... It's two different things. He touched the oil, the oil is Tameh, but the wine is not Tameh. It's exactly. This is the same shit. You understand? It's the same Sheila. So let's see. Machloket. Says the Mishnah. And he touched the oil. He only makes the oil Tameh. This is the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan hold, we look at it as two separate things, and therefore they'll say the oil is Tameh, the wine is not Tameh. In addition, they'll say. The oil is not considered nach on the ground because the wine is a separate unit. So if you would take that oil and carry it outside, you're not chayav. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri Omer, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says, they're connected. And therefore, if you touch the oil, the wine is also tameh. And also, if you would carry the oil outside, you would be chayav because it's all one mixture nah. that's nach on the ground. So that would be the same sheila. Let's go ahead a little bit. Amr Rabbi Avin, Amr Rabbi Lai, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, this is going to get into a, a sheila. It's very important to understand. This is for all of Elchot Shabbat. Gemara tells us, Melechet Machshevet Asra Torah. A calculated action is what the Torah prohibits. Now, what does that mean? That means there's 39 melachot. In order to be chayav with one of those melachot, it has to be when you start the melacha, you have an intention to do that melacha. But if your intent is not to do that melacha, you're not going to be chayav. You need intention. Melechet, maybe similar idea. Melechet machshevet asra Torah. So the case we're going to discuss is like this. Person's in his house. He's moving items around. He's moving things around in his house. Is there any isur in that? No isur. In his house. Fine. He's moving things around and he's continuing to move around. And then, let's, let's make an example so it becomes practical. He needs to set up a table outside in the Rishut Tarabim for a Kiddush. He needs to set up a table outside for a Kiddush. So what he's doing is he's moving around food in his house. And then as he's still moving, he takes food and drink outside and puts it down onto the Rishut Tarabim. When he started moving, he was moving it with the intent to keep it inside, which is no Isur. There's no Isur in that. But then without stopping, that's very important, without stopping, he started to put the food and drink outside as well. So when the Akira began, this is and not an Akira that you're going to be Asur Chayav yeah, for yeah. because it's all done inside. Mm -hmm. So what Rabbi Yochanan is going to say is, in such a case, since he didn't stop at any point, he's not going to be Chayav for Melechet Shabbat. Yeah. The difference is going to be if he was moving things around in his house and he stopped. And then he continued moving with the intention to move those items outside of his house. So that means the beginning of the Akira now, the new Akira, because the stopping of his body is considered a Hanachah of his body. And now moving it again is considered a new Akira. That's begun with a new intention to move it outside. Then you will be Chayav. But isn't it the same action? Exactly. If you don't stop in between, the original akira is like the akira for the whole thing. You're not but chayav because it's not melechet machshevet. But if you stopped and you recalculated, I'm going to take these things outside and you picked it up to take outside, that's considered melechet machshevet, you're chayav. Let's see that inside. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The stopping would make it from being mutar and asur. Let's see. Or chayav and patur. Yeah, very interesting.
Okay, a person was holding food and drink in his house. And he goes out and in of his house all day, out, outside and inside. Um, one second, sorry. Yeah, he was carrying this food and drink in Rishut Tayachid. And then all day he's going in and out of his house, but he started off moving them around in his own Rishut. He would not be Chayav unless he stopped his motion calculated, I'm bringing these things outside or inside, either way, it goes either way, then it'll be chayav, <clears throat> because at the beginning of the akira, of the new movement, he had the kavanah for hotza'ah, which would be chayav. explained, This is when he was standing to rest. Standing to rest is a significant stop, and it breaks from the original Akira. Now it's a new Akira when he moves after and it'll be Chayav. So Rashi explains, yes, Rashi explains, but if he just stood to adjust something on him, he just stopped for a second to adjust something, uh, to move a package on his shoulders, he would not be considered a stop or a break, and he would still be Patur. So the Gemara says, Mimai, how do you know this? So it's based on a psak, which is very clear. Now this psak is regards to carrying four amot in Rashut Arabim. The Mar says as follows, If a person picked up an object in Rashut Arabim, and then he stopped before he walked four amot, and he stood to rest, patur. Now why are you patur? Because that's considered a stop of the original Akira, and now when you start... He walked two amot, he stopped to, a, to rest. Now that you're stopping to rest, it's considered disconnected from the original Akira. So if you walk another two amot and put it down, that's a break. So this, is, this gets into interesting she'elot. But let's finish up here. So you're going to be patur because that's considered a significant break. You're not connected to your original Akira and you're not chayav. But lakatev chayav. If he only stopped after two amot to adjust his uh, bag. That's not a break from the original Akira. So if he went to another two amot and put it down, he'll be chayav. Chutz l'dalit amot. Now, if he carried it four amot already in the public and he stopped to uh, rest, chayav, and you put it down, that's considered Akira before four. Hanacha after four, of course you're chayav. But lakatev patur. This is very interesting. The same thing. It's the same logic. He picked it up. The beginning of four amot. He carried four amot. He stopped, but only to adjust his bag. That's not a real stop yet. That's not a hanacha. So therefore, you're not chayav yet because you didn't do an akira before four and a hanacha after. Now, if he would stop after and put it down, he'll be chayav. But, but that's not eventually. when he eventually stops. He'll be chayav. But in this stoppage, it's not a stop that you'll be chayav for the hanacha. Exactly, exactly. Adjustment, it doesn't call you restart. Exactly, but, but, but resting is, exactly. So, what's the chidush? Your chidush seems to be that the original akira in the first motion was not for this intention. So, the problem with that is, Rabbi Yochanan said the same halacha elsewhere, because he said the same thing. 
the girsah is changed. Bach changed the girsah. If somebody is moving, this is another member of Rabbi Yochanan. He moves his items from one corner of the house to another. And then he changes his mind while he's still moving. And he takes them outside. Patur. Why are you patur? Because the original akira was done without the melechet machshevet. So Rabbi Yochanan said this psak already. It's the same psak. Why does he say it twice? The Gemara answers, Really, there were two different Amorayim quoting Rabbi Yochanan. It's the same psak. They're both the same thing. But it's the same psak ultimately. Mar Amarle, one of them, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Loi, were quoting him. Mar Amarla Bahailishna, Umar Amarla Bahailishna. One quoted Rabbi Yochanan in the first way, which Rabbi Loi, and the second was Rabbi Ami. They're quoting the same halacha, though it's not a different halacha. They just both were quoting him a little bit differently. So what's the point? Practically, we're coming out from this halacha, is that if a person does a melacha with melechet machshev, with the intent to do melacha, you're chayav. Intention means, in the case of hotza'ah, to take it outside. You pick it up to take it outside. If you took it up not to take it outside, just to move it around inside, you're not chayav. And if you continue that motion, you're not chayav, even if you take it outside. What's a stoppage that would be considered a new act of akira from a place of anacha? Lafush. If he stopped to rest, but if it was just like katef, just to adjust the bag, that would not be considered a stoppage. It's a continuum from his original akira, and you're not going to be chayav. So what Yochai just pointed out, I believe, is a kula that is used in a shatat chak when you need to. Someone's carrying, he stops every so often because perhaps that would at least stop the isur da'oraita of what he's doing, perhaps. That, and we're not going to get into that today, but that's very interesting. Stop here, Chavir. The bottom of the pay him with bed. We'll stop, we'll stop here. It's already over time. Even though we want to continue, it's over time already. We'll pick up tomorrow with Vav.